This episode of Late Nights with Travel and Loves is sponsored by FreshBooks, which is exciting. So to see how the all-new FreshBooks can uh, increase your productivity and save you time, visit freshbooks.com slash travelandlose and enter Late Nights with Travel and Loves in the where did you hear about us section. How did you hear about us? Yeah, that. <laughs> Late nights. Late nights with Travis. With Travis. With, with Travis. Tra- Late nights with Travis. Lowe's. Picture this: the sun is shining, the grass is green, bodies are everywhere, every shape, color, and size. The sky is blue, the scent of sunscreen, and the occasional waft of marijuana floats through the air. This is Mission Dolores Park in San Francisco on a sunny day. And you can hear a hip-hop bass line over there thumping through a boombox. And, and over here, under this large tree, is, is a drum circle. And that rhythmic, never-ending pounding kind of forms a backdrop to the conversation I had a week ago with my friend named Ollie Blank. Mm, Ollie Blank. Is it... Is Blank the last name? It's intentionally just... left Blank. Oh. It's like, a, I don't know, it's his thing. It's his, his thing. He, he said... He said, call me Ollie. I, I know his last name, but he says, call me Ollie Blank. Oh, I think I, it's like a self-branding thing. I kind of like that. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Ollie and I had this conversation about how through his work, he gained a, a greater sense of meaning and eventually had to learn to strike that often difficult uh, balance of pleasure and purpose. The reason I did the work that I do um, was just to have fun. So I would be going for a job interview and they would do the classic, why, why do you want this position as a, as I actually remember they did this at a company called Blast. I was, uh, I joined as head of design. They later were acquired by Facebook. And at the time they were, they were just a tiny startup and they said, why do you want this role? So it's that generic question. And I said, cause it looks like fun. I think I'll have fun. And when I stop having fun, I'll leave. And that was my standard response, and I felt like that was totally valid because I didn't have to turn it into a pitch about why their company was great, and it was completely authentic. The real reason was, really, your organization looks like it would be fun to be around and work on these problems for a while. All right, so I, I really like the way he approaches... Wait, can we start like, Can you start with his accent? Where's that from? You know, you know I, I, I don't know. I know he spent some time abroad. <laughs> do you know, do you, how well do you know him? We've had two really great conversations, yeah, and they haven't been much of a biography, more than what we're talking about today. And is this random dude at Dolores Park that you've had two conversations with? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll get into that how okay. we ended up at Dolores Park <laughs> later, but but really, um, what a coincidence! No, twice he, in a row. <laughs> he's a, it was an intentional meeting. We we arranged to meet up there. He's currently yeah. traveling. Oh, cool. And, uh, and so I jumped at the chance. And so I took my family out there to Dolores Park. Yeah. Uh, we hung out with a bunch of, I mean, if you've ever been to Dolores Park on a Sunday, hot, sunny afternoon in the summer, it's, it's the best people watching that, that San Francisco can offer. And just think about what that means for a second <laughs> because it's all there. <laughs> yeah. And so we, I talked to, to, to Ollie about, you know, how he navigates his, his work. Right. And, um, and I think, the reasons will become pretty clear once, once we get into that, mm-hmm. but he has a very, very unique and, 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 and individualistic point of view. And, and it kind of starts here where he, where he says that his only rubric in the beginning was, is this fun? Right. Um, which is, 
I mean, which is cool, right? Because yeah. if that's the rubric, you can be <laughs> hopefully you'll be having fun. You can yeah, <laughs> you can accept a lot of different types of work and yeah. and like like that's a really wide requirement. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and it really kind of depends on how you approach things. So, and then he also was like kind of honest. He's like, you know, when I'm when I'm done having fun, when it's not fun, I'll just keep on going. I'll yeah. just move along. And he's transparent about it too. Yeah, I, I think that kind of honesty in like in instead of being like, well, your company is the best and I want to work for the best. And so I'm here. Da, da, da. Yeah. It's more like, he's like, no, it's, this looks okay. This we'll, looks, yeah. We'll do it for a while. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's good. That's good. All right. Let me, I want to play another clip for you about, um, Ollie describing how that approach being his value set kind of evolved um, during certain circumstances. I was asked to invite to join Google and actually 10 different teams reached out to ask me to join which was kind of the recruiter was like we've never heard of that before so I really really had my pick across the entire company joining as a whatever a senior designer and one of the teams one of the teams that reached out was social impact um, that was part of search the search engine and I had all these teams pitching at me in the social impact team that their pitch from the director of social impact who at the time was Steph Hannon who then then left Google and went on to become the CTO of the Hillary for America campaign. Steph's incredible and the first time I met her her pitch was something like some teams at Google might measure their success every day by how many apps are downloaded and some other teams might measure their success by how many phones they sold today. Our team measures success by how many lives we sold today. I was like, I am in. That sounds incredible. I found that I was getting up at 5 or 6 a.m. every day and getting into the office at 7, 7.30 every day. And at some point, a few months in, I said, what? What? this is unusual. Usually I, I enjoy my work, but I want to be in for nine. I'm not going to come in that early. And I found that the these values that that pervaded the entire team that mission that the team had really really spoke to me and genuinely gave me a reason to get up in the morning to come in to really want to be there and do the job uh, a reason that was really outside of myself so high level yeah super talented yeah yeah google's jockeying for him mm -hmm. he uh can have his pick mm -hmm. and then uh, goes for social impact because they're selling lives. Yeah. Is that what he said? <laughs> I think he meant saving. Saving lives. I think, I think he said saving. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But the, the idea was that the way that they measure the success is by the effect they have on humanity, not yeah. necessarily the positive effect, I should say on, on humanity, not necessarily the downloads or views or, or dollars. And I think that was kind of like one of the first times where he approached a bigger idea like that. And, um, and it, it kind of worked for him. You yeah, know? Do you think, do you think that would work for any person? I, I don't know. I, I, I really want to know. Um, right. Like it's like, imagine you getting that pitch or some, just some intern or whatever. Like, <clears throat> is it because he was following fun as a trail that something new came along as like, we measure yeah. performance by lives saved. Yeah. Is that, is that fall in his rubric of fun things to work on well, or did it 
was it a paradigm shift for him? I, I think it's a, a more of a paradigm mm-hmm. shift. But there is there is a string that goes through both of those paradigms. Yeah. And that string or that thread rather is is the idea of authenticity. Yeah. So when he showed up to those early jobs and said, "I'm just here for fun," mm. that's completely authentic. Yeah. yeah. He's not lying and he's being honest. And then when this situation happens where he starts buying into this this bigger idea, this kind of value set that the team has, again, he's doing it out of authenticity. Yeah. And that kind of theme will, will marry these two, this paradigm shift together. Um, and in fact, I like, I like how Ollie puts it in, the, in this next clip. It went from, I want to have fun doing what I do over to, I want to have fun doing what I do. And wow, it's really meaningful. And I think valuable to others if I, if I use this skill and experience I've had to help. Doesn't that sound like a dream, right? Where, where you're having fun, doing things that, that you find valuable and also providing value into other people's lives. This is kind of like the great intersection that we want to be as creative people. Pleasure plus purpose. Pleasure and purpose. Equals happiness. Right. Call back to a recent episode. Right. <laughs> but the things kind of changed actually for, for Ollie and the team that Ollie was on was dissolved. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So this is like a fork in the road yeah. situation. Let's hear how Ollie describes it. <laughs> All right. These things happen in tech, as, as probably you know, and things get reorged and deorged. And I ended up for a, a few weeks, like Big Head in Silicon Valley. I was basically on the roof of Google, just hanging out. And I spent, I spent that time hanging out and talking to a bunch of people and found a new team to join over at, within Google X, within Life Sciences. And went with that and went through a bunch of different roles and eventually ended up at Google.org. And at Google.org, my take was, I'm going to stop designing now. I'm going to use this kind of knowledge and experience I've built to focus on this mission that I've decided I have now, which is to reduce suffering. I just want to design things to reduce suffering or create things to reduce suffering. I'm going to focus on that, but as a consultant to other organizations that Google.org makes philanthropic grants to. So Homeboy is hanging out on the roof of Google. <laughs> you like how he, yeah. that visual is so good. Um, in a, yeah, lawn, like in a lawn chair. This, there's, it, Google is such a large organization that there, it can happen where you're in between jobs while you have a job at Google. <laughs> it's really a really strange phenomenon. But that's kind of where Ali found himself because his team was dissolved from under him. Yeah. But yet he still had this value set intact. And he kind of made it his own. And he created for himself that mission of he only designs to reduce suffering. Yeah. So Ollie eventually ended up working at Google.org and finding a place there, which is Google's not-for-profit arm of the company. Mm-hmm. So when they give money to other organizations as you know philanthropic grants, Ollie would assist in their project needs, and 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 he really dug, like really dug into that part of his mission during that time. And I asked him what it was like, you know, to say like draw that line in the sand and, and say like that he would not work on anything unless it helped reduce the suffering uh, of people in the world. Yeah. It was, I think it was a fun, good moment. Like I, I remember it really fondly. It feels really good to think back to that moment. And I think it was also a pivotal moment where I was drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm only going to do this. And I was most definitely closing off doors because by saying I only want to work on projects that reduce suffering 
Well, there are a lot of projects, incredible projects, and people doing great work working on really interesting problems, especially over at Google. But there were problems that these are projects that did not align with my own intentions. And so I closed a lot of doors and it got, for a moment, it even got kind of desperate because I thought, where am I, I going to go? Where am I going to find a role to do this? And I, and I did find a role eventually. Uh, at the same time, not, I'm going to sound self-aggrandizing for a moment and I'll, I'll build myself up a little uh, afterwards. But a lot of folk were coming to me and saying, wow, that's really brave what you're doing. And I also felt like it... It wasn't necessarily so brave. I really had options. I was, at that point, maybe a decade into my design career. I'd had roles at an incredible design studio in New Orleans that's really celebrated, at a, at a startup in Finland that was acquired by Facebook, and I was head of design there, over at Nokia as one of the lead designers on some incredible products. I was in a pretty good position. So if, if things didn't work out at Google, and more than that, if things didn't work out drawing this line in the sand, because it was most definitely some kind of a, an experiment. No one told me that's a thing you should do. No one tells you at design school that you should draw a, a line. Not that I went to design school either. Um, but I had options. Ultimately, if I had to leave, I'd find a good role and it would be fairly well-paying and everything would be fine. At the same time, I was shutting these doors at Google because it would be very difficult for me to backtrack after that and say, you know what, actually I do want to work on a photos application or a social network or something like that. It's very difficult to back backtrack from that level of standing up and saying, I want to do this thing that sounds really righteous and that's all I want to do. And I'm, I'm self-aware enough that it, I, I know it kind of sounds that way. Um, I tried to follow through as well, and I eventually found a role at, um, at Google Life Sciences, which was in Google X, and later became the first Alphabet company, Verily. I found a role there, and, and it was a pretty good fit for me, and the times where it wasn't a good fit, I'd already made clear to my team, I only work on projects to reduce suffering. So if a project didn't align with that, or a, let's say a meeting, I was in a meeting, and I felt like, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't quite fit what we're doing right here. This is a great project, but it's not a fit with my own intentions. I would very poli incredibly politely um, and, and without too much disruption excuse myself from the meeting because I felt like I, I want to put my time in the right place that is aligned with my intentions. And maybe I'm at the point where I can... I don't have to compromise so much, or I can try not compromising. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, this, <clears> that, <throat> that part of Ollie's story was always to me like, well, "You did what?" It, like when it, and the first time I met him, we talked about this topic, and I was like, "I was like, but, <laughs> but, but how? <laughs> but what?" <laughs> and and really, it, it was. I mean, you, you can tell from the way he talks; he's a very thoughtful person. Yeah, and and everybody that I've ever met. Um, well, actually, let me say this, like th th this, this time in, in, in all his life, when he's made this declaration, he's working on .org and he's not designing, he's not creating yeah. unless it reduces suffering. This is the time when I, when I met Ollie yeah. originally, it was about eight months ago. I, I, jo I joined, um, Google's uh, disaster response team and I kept hearing about this amazing designer <laughs> that used to. <laughs> they used to the work with the team I was on and, and they, when they talk about him, it was with such 
it was with such love and respect, <laughs> you know, and like almost reverence. <laughs> seriously um that I, I really wanted to meet him and that's kind of like how we got connected yeah that's, that's cool. how i met him about eight months ago and i asked him to be on a podcast way back then yeah and um you know obviously this guy is an amazing inspiring story mm -hmm. and i wanted to kind of kind of capture that and like make it available to everybody it's so inspiring um but you know like things things can happen and and it just kept getting pushed back mostly because of you know my other projects right. getting in the way and stuff like that um, but recently I got an email from Ollie and he's, you know, he's telling me that he's leaving Google. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. Like <laughs> if you live in the city and you, you never go visit the bridge or something, you know, like, like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you're leaving. Let's talk. Let's, let's have a podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, he's, he left Google and he went to go start his own agency, um, he and his partner and they, they're traveling the world and they're creating things that aligned to that same mission. Yeah. That he's still upholding that, that, that value set, um, to reduce suffering. And so when I caught up with Ollie last week at the park, um, I was able to speak with him about like, like what at Google had changed. Like, why would you, why would you feel the need to move on yeah. from like the, the safety, right? Or yeah. the comfort. I don't know that the, the, even, even the place that, that kind of gave him that mission. Yeah. Like, yeah. Why Ollie? Why? <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> um, and, and this is how, how he responded. And I started doing that and it, it was great. But then I would say in the last six to eight months, I realized, um, there was something missing. And the bit that was missing was that it was fun. The, the short form answer it's, it's a bit more complicated but the fun bit was missing I gave up the thing I really enjoy I love making things I love being hands on and I thought I could sacrifice that stuff for to sound all righteous for a moment I thought I could sacrifice it for the greater good I thought I could sacrifice it for this mission outside of myself to prevent suffering but it doesn't work that way I wasn't happy because I wasn't doing stuff that was compelling so I took a step back and realized, wow, I have to do stuff, work that I enjoy. And I think that means making things and being hands-on and, and building products or services or things that help people. And I think I have to marry that with the, that mission to design things that prevent suffering. Isn't it so funny how you can, I don't know, man, like, like I, I feel like I see this pendulum happening in my life all the time and, and even people around me and, and even like through the halls of history, there's right. this big swinging pendulum and, and, and you're like, Oh, this is the, the truth or this is the thing. <laughs> and then you just lean heavy on it. And then after a while you're like, Oh, I forgot everything else that I valued at one point. Yeah. And so you swing all the way back. And, and actually this is, this is a really good time to point out that, that the purpose of mindfulness and, and meditation and understanding yourself is to find the middle is to find the, the medium. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we're, we're really seeing Ollie struggle with that and kind of try to really marry these ideas that he's learned through the course of his career and find that middle place where he can be happy and provide value to other people's lives. Right. What I love about Ollie, honestly, is, is his consistent bravery. Yeah. Um, and you know, it would be so easy just to like, not, not to, do this. Not even, not even. <laughs> <laughs>
you know, but he, but he does. And, and I asked him what it's like to leave that place of safety yeah. and, and go out on his own in, in, in pursuit of his values. Yeah. More, yeah. More so than they were at Google. Oh, it's pretty scary. It's the nicest place I've worked at really. And I felt like, um, I may well have been, I, I hope I didn't burn any bridges and I hope I, I, I think I left with, with some great experiences and some new friends but I think also uh, I don't know if I could necessarily return. I mean, if they'd even have me back at this point because I kind of I stepped up and said, I got to go do my thing now. So it's not that I burnt a bridge, but I, don't, I, I have this feeling that I can't, I can't go back. There's no turning back. And then also I'm walking away from, they, they compensate really well. And, and let's be honest, that's, that's a, a big thing. We, I do the work I do because I love it and I care and so on. But also the compensation was incredible and I really appreciated that. And having gone from uh, living in New Orleans and running a great design studio, but at a certain point uh, having, having, I had to work on a market in New Orleans as well as designing selling beautiful hats that my partner at the time was making but I had to work on a market to be able to pay the rent or my groceries because we weren't bringing in enough and we were running out of money so to go from that to a situation where I was very comfortable I felt really grateful and aware of what I what I had in in the compensation the stock options the uh the food the food I love eating I really appreciate the food there it's a big big deal to me so it was a lot to walk away from, plus the incredible projects and the, the people and kind of knowing, like knowing what the future looks like. Because it's such a transparent organization, you can go and look at projects that are coming months or years away and you get a sense of how the future will be. And that, for me, I'm a geek. That's an incredible feeling and a big thing to walk away from. But I kind of have my fill as well, so I'm good. So... It was kind of scary and it was also exciting to draw another line in the sand and say, all right, not only am I going to leave Google.org, but I'm also going to sell all of my belongings. Um, and uh, so I'm going to quit Google, sell all of my belongings and leave San Francisco. And I'm just going to travel. I'm going to set up my design agency with my partner, Natasha, and we're going to travel around and that means we can see the world and find somewhere to call home ultimately but we can also uh, um, join our partners we don't call them clients we call them partners we can join our partners in the field wherever they are or on site with them and just build into their team form part of their team to do the work that we believe in in a sense that resonates with me yeah because um I'm no longer at Atlassian. Yeah, you just left your, your employer. Yeah, yeah. For what, three years, four years? Um, at Atlassian? Yeah. No, I was there two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's still a lot. Yeah, that's still a lot. Um, yeah, bigger company. Mm -hmm. The comforts of a bigger company. Right. I was there pre-IPO. We went public. So the comforts of all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, food, the like leisure of startup, a bigger startup company mm -hmm. and then i go to a, like a series a startup <laughs> yeah 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 you know and so it's nice to hear 
him talk about something similar. Um, he took it a step further and he sold all his belongings. Yeah. And uh, bounced. Yeah. <laughs> what I see in Ollie and, and when I talk to him and when I think about his story is, is, this, is like this narrative of, of consistent bravery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so it's so easy for us just to to walk down the path that we've been prescribed. Right. And there's been some times in my life where I have, uh, I, I talked about before throwing a switch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like a train track switch. And, and like, there's the, been these defining moments and they come like maybe about every five to 10 years. But like, I don't know what's up with Ollie, but like, they're like all the time. <laughs> <laughs> He's just consistently doing it and yeah. being, intentional about yeah. about the way that he he operates and, and runs his life um yeah I, I observe that he's very aware of of like you know his countdown you know yeah and and he yeah. just wants to kind of go after it and 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 try to do it the way he wants it to be done yeah yeah i admire it so much and this really came to a head for me while i was talking to ollie and i really wanted to know how like, how did he get there? How, how could I be more like that? Yeah. Right? Like, how can I find the strength and determination to dive into the things that I, that I know already that, yeah. al- that, that align <laughs> to my values that I'm just not reaching for, you yeah. know? And he has some great insights. And, and I think that I'm just going to let him wrap up this episode yeah. and share those insights. Sounds good. Maybe the summary or the answer is, I don't, I don't know. Just point yourself in the direction of things that, that work for you. If it's something that's fun, follow the fun work. If it's work, I think I heard you talk about one time designing things to make people happy. Great. Like that's, it's, all, it's all enough and it's all good. I think just finding, finding intention is is great a first step and i don't even and i say first step and i don't i'm not saying i've reached the end point of of what i'm doing and i know maybe i'm going to figure something else out and i refine this or expand this intention further so find your intention i want to thank ollie blank for helping us out with this episode Uh, i also want to thank the city of san francisco for creating mission dolores park that thing is amazing on a sunday afternoon all right, that's awesome. Let's take a break for our sponsor. Sponsor. Uh, our sponsor is FreshBooks. FreshBooks. I like them. They're pretty cool, man. They make software, accounting software, for people who run small businesses that are self-employed uh-huh. or freelance. And their biggest feature that I like is that you can create and send professional-looking invoices in a matter of seconds. Seconds. Dude, <laughs> okay, let me just <laughs> jump in there. Because like when I, I mean, I did uh, freelance design for, for a number of years when I first started out and like the worst thing was asking for money yeah and and like chasing people down and being like did you like, are you gonna pay me <laughs> what's cool is that they uh, they have this feature where you can see when your client sees your invoice so you don't have to guess if they see it or they not oh like if they opened it if they saw it yeah and then FreshBooks takes care of that itself uh-huh, so they uh-huh. they'll send the reminders etc until you get paid Dude, so, that's the key. That's the money right there. So you're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not the a-hole. <laughs> oh, it's not me. It's FreshBooks. <laughs> Keeps on sending you that reminder every day until you pay me. Until you it's pay. not me. It's, it's just this. It's the software. I don't know. So it takes that awkwardness of push the buck. Yeah, I like it. Going for, going for the money. Mm. Where can they sign up? 
Dude, check it out. Here's another awesome thing. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to all the listeners of our podcast. That's so cool. So if you want it, go to freshbooks.com forward slash Trevin Lowe's and enter Late Nights with Trevin Lowe's in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Oh, yeah. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks And thanks to FreshBooks for, for doing this. For being so fresh. <laughs> so be for, for being fresh. Um... I have a few more clips, Los. Do you want to hear these other stuff? Yeah, yeah, let's go for it. So I wandered around the park talking to people, uh, <laughs> you know, about what, what it's like. I just wanted to kind of capture the the mystique of the of the surroundings. Look, mystique is a word that is appropriate for Mission <laughs> Dolores Park. What do you see here today? Um, a lot of people out. It's a great day. No clouds in the sky. I think everyone's having a great time. Picnics all around. Good music. Everyone having fun. Everyone enjoying themselves. Everyone enjoying themselves. Everyone chilling. Everyone with a smile on their face. Good vibrations. Good, just good vibes. Just some, some good mama seasons. Just, just to keep those good vibrations happening with us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, I just see lots of people. A lot of smiles. A lot of people playing, a lot of dogs, just sunbathers. It's gorgeous. I've never been here before. My first time. It's really, really positive, the energy. Yeah, community. It's really beautiful right here in the middle of the city. Wait, I wasn't recording. I, I love my dad. Uh, me too. I love everybody. I'm really good at singing and dancing. And I make friends a lot. And I love Parker and my whole family and my friends. You are good at dancing and singing, and we love you, buddy. There's a robot, or a dude or a lady in a robot suit, leading a line of kids through Dolores Park, like a fabulous, futuristic Pied Piper. It's really cool. <laughs> Fab. We really did see a robot fabulous, dancing around. Fabulous, futuristic <laughs> Pied Piper. <laughs> oh, um, dude, I went for the first time, was it two Fridays ago? Oh, yeah? With uh, the kids and Brett. And it's a beautiful park. It's a great park. And the people really make it. The, the, look, if, if you go there when no one's there. You're just going to be like, oh, that's a nice park. You're like, it's cute. It's a big hill. Yeah, it's a bit, yeah. And big then, grassy place. Yeah, big grassy place. And you but see like a view. They have people throwing fire around. They have acrobats just like bending and jumping through things like, like for hours on end. Yeah. They have like, like these like dudes in bikinis everywhere you can see like lots of thongs <laughs> I wanna, bro thongs <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go wear bro thong just like and you know what people selling i'll be normal various accoutrement <laughs> drum circles people playing guitar with like dreadlocks it, it's it's like seriously and it's right in the middle of everything like right in the middle of the city you know you'd think golden gate park would be like that not even close it's no, too big it's this, too big this is this is a, a this is a very very constricted plot of land that everybody just goes to and sprawls out on and yeah and, and, and there's like a really even there's a fabulous kids place there there's an amazing kids place there and then they, they have a off-leash dog yeah and then the rangers just hang out yeah nobody nobody gets in trouble for anything there yeah they're just <laughs> chilling <laughs> there's no joke they're just like 
there yeah hanging out sprawled out as well yeah so when i was i was emailing ollie and i was like uh let's meet in the city he's like okay where and like you would think like oh like a cafe or something yeah. i was like let's go to mission dolores <laughs> and then we, we yeah like we we did the interview and then we like played frisbee and like hung out and dude, like, that's cool it was good um what what did you used to record your h5 or was it iphone yeah, the H5. That's cool. Sounds, yeah. sounds good. It was pretty good. Yeah, it's it good, worked all right. Good outdoor quality. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had to like mess with the gain a little bit. Yeah. There was this dude who had chickens, like little chicks, and I tried to record him, but the, the sound was too little. It was, I didn't get the gain right. It was too windy, but like this dude was like just like, because we had our picnic and we were eating, and this dude sat next to us with like a box of chicks, <laughs> and he just like dumped them out <laughs> and was playing with them and like, <laughs> like had them on his lap and on his head. Oh. It was just like covered by chicks. That's so funny. Yeah. Dude, this is cool. I uh, I like the format of uh, kind of weaving the Ollie's interview and story. I really hope it turns out well. Yeah. Um, this is another example of us trying to like innovate in our yeah in our little space here. Yeah, it's uh, we carved a little space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just putting up posters on the wall right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sweet. 